ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter. So here's the thing about death. It is finite. There is a finality to it. And it's a demarcation. There is there's before and after the death. There's no gray area. Right? So Blanche passed away, which I can't believe I'm even saying, but it's time we address this, given that this is the first podcast back. And, you know, it's so weird to be sitting in this Wondry booth. And the last time I was here, she was alive. Um... And the last time I wore the pants that I'm wearing right now, she was alive. And the last time I went to all these other places, she was alive, and now she's not. And it's the idea that's so hard to grasp, like she was just here, and now she's not. So that's difficult, reconciling that, the finality of the whole thing. There's no negotiating. There's no uh, sussing it out. There's no mitigating it. It just is. Death is one of those things. And taxes. That just is what it is. And I've had a lot of time to grieve. Obviously, it won't be enough. Uh, I've never really properly grieved for something before, so this is very new to me. It's been a growing experience, uh, and I really do try to focus on the positive stuff, and it gets me. I cried deeply uh, yesterday for over an hour, and then my husband woke up this morning, and he was sad. You know, you can't predict when it's going to hit you. I'm sitting here. I'm looking in the corner where she used to lay. Probably some of her hair still there, and that doesn't do anything, and then I'll go home and remember that we used to call her woe potato and that we don't do that anymore and, and I'll start crying. So it's not going to get in the way of the podcast. I will answer questions or question about her. With me as always is my fellow Blanche lover, baby arm. Are you coughing because you ate that donut so fast? <laughs> There's free donuts in the hallway. I walk in after a month hiatus. I'm like, here are the shows on Wondery I like. Here's what I don't like. Are those donuts free? They're gross. And then I spit two out in the garbage. They love you here. They love what well, it was an orange donut. Why Nobody- did you pick up that one? I thought it was passion fruit, you Why monster. Why do you think uh, uh, it was orange? Why is that what you go to? Why is there an there's no context for an orange donut. No one sees orange glaze. You have glaze. to be suspicious. I, That's why I took a nibble and right, spit it out. Okay. I spit out the whole donut. I know. Okay. You did your best. And then I was like, I'll just take a little bite of this, like, what is it, cake? What's the one that's like all split Old open? Old-fashioned. Crawler. Old-fashioned. Yeah. Because a, a cr- no, what's the one that looks like a wart? It's a. Like an apple Isn't fritter. Isn't it a crawler? Like when it's lumpy? I think it... Oh, yeah, You're talking about an old-fashioned. I was like, I'll just take the arm no, off this old-fashioned. No, an old-fashioned old is just like a, ch- a yeah, cake donut. That's like cake donut. And I and Leah's like, that's my favorite. And I was like, uh, it's dry. And I just spit it out. And they're like, welcome back. Sorry about your dog. And I'm like, get these don't get these free donuts out of my face. <laughs> the donuts are not helping. They were not good. Oh, boy. I'm going to kick it. And that's the voice of Scott. We get a lot of questions about him. A lot Uh, more comments saying, more Scott. Can we see a picture of Scott? When's Scott going to be on? Why don't we hear Scott's top and bottom of the cob? You can do it if you'd like to take a minute outside (laughs) and write out a top and bottom of the cob. People want to know. but. But they didn't say more Scott, less Eliza, which is key. No, but they did want to say more Scott, less Emily. (laughs) That's true. We only have so much time. When we started this, I remember you said, hey, you can talk more. And I yeah. was like, you know how many tickets I sold last year? Nobody wants to hear me. <laughs> but they do. 
I they create, turns out I appreciate that. Thank you. I've created this universe, and people want to know. I think it's very funny, but also feel very bad about the number of people that comment like, "I'm sorry about my username." Oh, I love it. I love creating little hurdles for people to be insecure about little things that don't matter but trip you up on a daily basis, like cellulite. Female comedian shames underscores. <laughs> shames underscores incurs wrath of all female blogosphere. Kick it off. All right. Well, we're starting with um, Jennifer Mary Bauer asked this question, but we also got it from Lizzie1175. And a couple others, so we're just condensing it into we're one. We're condensing. Tell us uh, about how you feel about Blanche now that it's been a few weeks. Losing my dog is unfathomable. I'm curious about how you've resolved it. It's fathomable. It will happen. Right. People are like, oh, my so God, I love my dog so much. I don't know what I do. I'm like, well, you will know. Yeah. Um... Like, they're like, I can't imagine a world without my TT. And you're like, well, you're gonna. You don't have to imagine it because it's coming at you. Uh, look, for those of you that don't, just to give you some insight, I was on tour in Asia. I was in Kyoto. And we got the call. Because uh, everybody wants to know how someone died. Yeah. It's always like, oh, my God, how uh, were it bloody? Uh, she was staying with my mother-in-law who has a small dog named Bo, and Blanche and Bo were very in love. Bo mm-hmm. is a tiny little man, like this white Maltese, and he's like a third of her body weight, <laughs> and she would dominate him, and they loved each other. And Nancy called hysterical, obviously, because your first thought is, oh, my God, is my daughter-in-law going to think that I killed her dog? And I'm like, of course I do. Uh, and my husband turned to me, tears in his eyes, and I was like, what is it? And he said, Blanche died. Um, in a weird comedic not comedic but as a comedian you know you kind of think about dark things and so it's that thing where I was just like it stopped and I was like oh this is the day because I always think about it when's the day what's my last I would always look at her every Christmas and I'd be like can I just have one more Christmas with you and I was like this is the day this is how it happens and it's almost like you're out of your body I was I on the floor crying drooling because you're not there I can't see her there goes my little lamb my heartbeat uh, basically an appendage for the last nine years and you don't realize how intertwined you are. Um, and it's like this empty, helpless feeling. Uh, she, so to comfort all of you, Blanche was taken on a walk. She loves her walks, obviously. Uh, with Bo, she played with Bo. Nancy fed her a tasty dinner and she went out for massage and she came home and Blanche was just dead. So I think when something passes, we always try to find this, you know, the nice part of it. It's always like, no, they had a good life. I don't, People like just imagine think about the life you gave her, and that's that doesn't do it for me. Right. But what I think about is how kind and merciful, because that's the word we use for her. It was she passed. I didn't have to, and you put it the best way. I didn't have to deal with her dying. My mother in law took a bullet for me cosmically, like she discovered the body. Mm-hmm. You, my baby arm, rushed to her house, which is on the other side of town. I got you on the phone. You transported her dead body, which I still was holding out hope for. She was just in shock and still alive. And you were very pragmatic on the phone, and you spoke to me in a very calm but pragmatic way. I was like, you know, so you took that dog right to a vet in the bag. You were at the vet with the dog. I don't need to know what will happen there. She was very dead when you brought her. Um, But everybody handled it really well. My mother-in-law was, of course, upset, and Emily called me. Uh, we just, we were on the phone and I just remember saying, you know, don't, oh, this is so brutal. Don't put her in a drawer yeah. by herself because she doesn't like to be alone. 
And then it reminded me of my girl when the kid was dead from the beasting. Oh. She's like, he needs his glasses. And I was like, am I being dramatic? She is dead. Uh, and then I remember saying, please stab her in the heart to make sure she's dead because I don't want her waking up like as they're burning her into ashes. Oh, my God. So that was really hard and being away from her. But to have your dog do that. So I never had to see her dead. I never had to hold her. A lot of people hold their dogs as their life slips away from their eyes. I didn't have to do that. She also, I'm always so attached to her on the road and when I'm home. And then I always feel a little detached when I'm away. I had been away for several, for a couple days Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to be home for a while. And then when I got home, I had to leave to go back out of the country immediately. immediately. So it's not like I don't think about her and love her, but she did it at a time where I would have been so busy anyway. So I had the most distance. Timing wise was 100% best case scenario. Yeah. And my friend Jody brought up, she was like, you just have a new house so you don't have you know, nine years of memories of her in this house. Mm-hmm. A new couch was delivered, not because she died, but we were waiting on it. While so you were gone. new things were in my home when I got home that I don't f- associate with her. You had finished the special. She finished the tour. She finished the special mm-hmm. new house. Like what impeccable timing. Yeah. Like if you were going to be in a transition period, I don't like this idea like, well, and you got your husband, so you're safe now, but... To an extent, she was my journey dog, and she was with me through everything. Yeah. And I do have my husband now. Um, so if you were going to die, and people were like, she was old. My mom was like, you didn't see it in her face. She was old. And I was like, all I saw was the most beautiful woman in the world whose mouth I like to smell. So I can respect the timing. Um People are always like, she was an angel. She had to go. I'm like, or she ate something weird and died. <laughs> well, and she was older than maybe you wanted to believe that Mysterious she was. origins. She was an older dog. It wasn't a baby. And I guess because uh, animals are so stoic, you know, and she had had like this life-changing diarrhea like three days previously, but you'd brought it to the vet. The vet mm-hmm. said it was okay. Mm-hmm. There are things sometimes with animals, you know, people are like, how did she die? It could have been renal failure. It could have been something so specific in an organ that you wouldn't know to screen for it. And this yeah. might happen to my brother's dog. I think it's like liver exploded or something. Yeah, I've had some cats with some kidneys, you know, it's... So it's something to think about, like, how do you want to remember your dog? I never had to see her sick. I never had to see her in my arms deciding to put her to sleep, you know, and that's such a personal thing. Um, Yeah. And it's brutal. I miss her. I now have to contend with an office filled with her face, and so it's like, how much do I want to look at her? Right. But this is the last thing I'll say about it. I don't remember the question, but I feel like I'm answering it. This seems a little self-indulgent, but I, I have to choose to look at it this way. She was a beautiful woman, and I loved her very much, and she was special. And the world created around her, as an artist, I keep thinking, like, I created that world. All the names, all the songs, and really your love for her is a testament to what I created for her. Mm-hmm. So I keep thinking, because the part of me was like, what if nobody wants to come see me? What if nobody likes me anymore? Like, just kind of discrediting everything I've built. But really, Blanche was this lens through which people were able to relate to me differently or better because of Mm -hmm. this dog and I can do it again not with the dog but with other things I create but there's that thing where you're like you know when you go through a breakup you're like will anyone ever love me again you're like will people care because she's gone and it's like of course that was just a way that I was more accessible to people right I can't people keep sending me pictures of dogs that need help like that need to be rescued or other dogs named Blanche or dogs that look similar and I'm like that's so weird (laughs) I'm not going to adopt another dog at this time because it would be disingenuous and it would be disrespectful to her memory. 
Like, it's not like I breed dogs. I'm like, got to get another Sheltie. Yeah. It's Sheltie time. Yeah, I mean, and and maybe worth mentioning, if you do want to do something because people want to send things, whatever, reach out. Uh, you can donate to the Best Friends Animal, Animal Society. Society. My friend Michelle in Austin does a lot. Like, she's like one of those lesbians that does, like, a lot of dog fostering. Like, yeah. dogs are in their house all the time. And I asked her, I was like, what's the best one? She's a fantastic organization. And yeah. they sent me a lovely windchime. I don't need anything from them, but it's like, if you want to donate, give it to them because the dogs get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I'm putting the energy. And we cannot currently help every other dog. Eliza's not adopting your dog. I'm not adopting your dog. Uh, this morning, though, I thought I'd hit the jackpot. We were driving. Did you see one? There was a dog in the street and it had a collar. Uh-huh. And so my idea, in, in a perfect, not a perfect world, but if I saw a dog that was just like, help me, I would, of course, I'd be like, this is a sign. Yeah. And this dog was wanting so my husband got out of the car, mm-hmm. and the dog was, like, growling. We were like, oh, God. And then you just hear some guy, like, tippy. Yeah. And it's like, we're in the hills. Like, don't let your fucking oh. dog, unless you want it to be wolf food. Every time I see, so- even if I can see someone nearby and the dog is off leash, I'm like, I'm about to go get that dog. What are you doing? We've seen coyotes in our street. Uh, I, in a weird way. Okay, so so that's it. And I've had all this time to grieve, and we can talk more about it in top and bottom of the cob, but it is brutal. I assume just bottom of the cob. Yeah, top of the cob. Now I can take that vacation I was wanting. I miss her every moment. Um, it does get easier, but then it just gets hard real quick. Then it gets easier again. So it's been um, it's been a lesson that I'm very grateful for because, you know, hopefully you live long enough that you get to experience everything on the spectrum of human experience and emotions. So, like sticking your nose inside a dog's lip. A dog's lip and inhaling. I love her so much. And uh, there's, and season two of Fleabag, I'm not going to spoil it, but everyone needs to see it, when she's talking about her mother's death, which is not a spoiler alert because it's season one. I haven't watched either. You're not going to miss anything. It's like a big part of her character. All right. All right. I think the mom is dead all season one. Anyway, she just says, what do I do with all this love I have for her? And I was thinking about that. I was like, what do I do with all this love that I have for this dog? And the answer is you pay it forward. Mm -hmm. You be kind to other people. You give money to other dogs. And it kind of makes you grow and evolve a little bit as a person Mm -hmm. my heart will be forever chipped i'm a little bit sadder i'm a little bit quieter but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing the shows are still fucking fire though like don't sleep on my fucking hour i know you i mean you did a show in in las vegas yeah sold out show fucking crushed it get ready yeah i tried to do a joke about blanche but in the audience not in vegas the other night and they were like oh and i was like okay well not, i was ready they're to not ready they're not ready and that's okay yeah i think they're being sensitive for me but i mean it's it's been interesting how people have been processing like the number of messages that i've gotten from people yeah that are just distraught i i, I was mourning that we came home and then i had to take my mother on and i had to but i took her to bermuda for her birthday and there's nothing worse than being sad in like a tropical beautiful island where yeah. everything is a thousand dollars but then she was here and everyone was here you had a very nice we had a shiva, shiva for blanche so. in the catholic religion you take your dead you put them on display you dance with them the jewish religion you bury things immediately we couldn't do that uh so we just had a shiva for her and everybody came and brought lovely things do you remember my girl that her that pumpkin like exploded on the sidewalk and she would rub her head on it i don't remember that because <laughs> of her dead mom i don't remember that at all there was like this spot on the pumpkin with this and uh, the sidewalk with the stain from the pumpkin and she would just go over and like rub her head on it to i don't remember that to her mom do you remember in my girl when <laughs> she slept with dan egan and thought she was pregnant and then 
got an abortion, which like never happens on TV. That's in Veep. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <sighs> Let's see. Max underscore black 27. Hi, Eliza. Big fan since Warpaint. Enchanted me on Netflix. My question for you and Baby Arm is, would you two rather use witchcraft like in the amazing series American Horror Story Coven and Apocalypse or use Captain Marvel superpowers like in the Avengers? This question I chose because I felt it was something we could all get in on. I also want to say that American Horror Story Coven like gave me nightmares. The American Horror Stories went from, ooh, scary, to, oh, my gosh, that's an etching in my brain, an indelible mark that can't go away. Like, I think about the way she kept those slaves in the ceiling of her house. I didn't see Coven. I saw saw the house one. That must have been the house. She was a witch. No, no, no. Because, remember, Angela Bassett had the— No. And then he was a slave, and then she put a horse head on him. Just horrific images. That even during slit, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fucking That's think too about intense. it. So you're asking witchcraft versus superpowers. Yeah, and do you even you did what you are, see Captain Marvel? No. So let's let's broaden it to just let's go superhero over the, powers. Well, let's go over the no. Let's keep it to the Avenger. What are their powers? Because I was going to okay. ask you because I knew you'd so, know. So Captain Marvel, she's can f- fly around real fast and punch things real hard. Right? Couldn't a witch do that? Probably we got not. Iron Man with a suit. Okay. We got Spider-Man, who's like... We got... Okay, wait. (laughs) All these people use their powers to help others, and witches, it tends to be self-serving. Like, I put a spell on you because I want your love. Well... I'm going to get so much... That's a good point. I know, Wiccans Wiccans are going to come for you. I guess it's it's nature. So let's say either way you're doing it for either... You could use your superhero powers for yourself. Instead of taking a flight to Vegas, you could fly on over. Oh, I saved so much gas. I don't know because the Wiccan thing seems so much more like I like the idea of being one with nature. Mm-hmm. Superpowers feel very chemically, like a radioactive spider. Bit well, you. it's either radioactive or you came from another planet, right? Or you're really rich. Iron yeah, Man. Tony Stark is not superpower. It's the suit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I go Avengers just because it seems like you have more options. Whereas if it's Wiccan, you're like I because then you can't change the color of your eyes like in the Coven. Right. Like, well, not the coven. The, the craft. craft. Yeah. craft. Oh, I think like, it was my girl, actually. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which Avenger? Do you know any of the Avengers? Uh, Steve. Captain America. Steve Jobs. Steve. Trevor? I, I, I just pick Avengers in general. You got to pick one. Um, the, the flying. That's lame. Can any of them read minds? I don't want to read anyone's minds. Well, if awful. you just l- go out into yeah, X-Men and you're you Professor X. He's in a wheelchair. He wasn't when he was younger. What's his power? He can read minds, but then in Logan, the problem is, is that too much interference is I coming. Can't do this. Okay. I, I'm. I thought this would be a fun talking point. You know what? I go Wiccan. Here's why. I really like nature. I want to be connected to to the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to summon the seas like Aquaman. Okay. So, well, if you want to, go into DC. I don't want to go Wonder Woman. Their franchises aren't nearly as successful. Aquaman did well. Here's what I want. I've told you this. Mm. I want my power is I just want the ability to remove one person from as an obstacle from my path. So be it someone in line at the bank, someone in Thanos. traffic, the person checking in before me at a Hilton who's taking way too long. You want to be Thanos? Is that the bad guy? And the Avengers who kills wipes I, out half of half to nope. I, that's not. I'm not talking about genetic cleansing. Fingers. No, I just need you to. I will move you thirty feet to the left. Oh, just so you're out of my path. Move. 
You don't think if you're in line and someone in front of you is suddenly moved 30 feet away, they're going to come back and be like, I was in line in front of you, but obviously something Sorry, happened. Sorry, I'm have in to line now. In. Sorry. That would make you. This is a 10 item or less lane and you had 11 and don't even pretend. All right. I said, I'm not trying to like do anything. And then also like it'd be cool to like, I don't know, make a mouse lose all of its fur with a snap of my fingers. Oh, Naked mouse. no. I don't know what he witches He needs do. it. Witches primarily deal in like honoring nature and then like a love spell. What about, did you ever see the movie The Witches with Angelica Houston? Oh, if so scary with all the mice. I was watching a clip of that in the car when you thought I was listening. I was watching when they, <laughs> remove your figs. Oh. Those are evil witches. And then there's the witches of Eastwick, which They're is just being good. under control of Satan, but they had mm-hmm. a lot of great sex. So witches mm-hmm. of Eastwick, but I'd be Michelle Pfeiffer. All right. Minus all the kids. Next question. All right. Megan underscore OC underscore. Hi, Eliza and baby arm. Sorry for the underscores. Oh, everyone's saying hi to baby arm now. It's my show. Because I think they realize that I actually like go on the Instagram and they think that'll get me to pick their question. It won't. She's no, I truly just pick the best donut. Mm. Sorry for the underscores. I just got a job promotion that has given me 100% more responsibilities and stress, and it really changed up my schedule. I tend to come home exhausted and don't have enough energy to give to my husband and rescue dog for family time. Any advice on how I could compartmentalize the stress from work so I could give my husband and pup the attention they deserve? Can I just say this one thing only because I went through it yesterday? Speaking of compartmentalizing and quality time, mm-hmm. came home from Las Vegas yesterday, exhausted, and the Blanche. Again, like another wave, but hit me in a different way. And I just started mm-hmm. crying and crying, crying, crying for like an hour. And we were sitting out on the patio. Endorphins are always a great idea. You will always feel better after a workout unless you're like physically injured. It, it is a, it, a serotonin bath for your brain. It gets your endorphins going, gets the blood flowing. It releases dopamine. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure there's a lot of chemicals happening. And my husband was like, why don't we go on a hike? We're not a hiking couple. And it's a little hurtful because, like, Runyon Canyon is where people have their dogs. And I don't have a problem seeing other dogs. I'm not like, get your dog out of my face. I've lost mine. And he was like, why don't we go for a hike? You'll get the blood flowing. You'll feel good. You worked out. Get some sun. And you'll see the dogs. So we did. I was tired. Just came back from Vegas. I was sad. Sometimes you just have to force yourself to do something. So why don't you do that? How about, like, a nice invigorating walk with your dog and husband? around the block, find a dog park. Mm-hmm. You'll notice in your neighborhood around 5 or 6 o'clock, usually 6, other couples start walking their dogs. I saw one lady the other day walking her dog and baby with her husband, and she had a glass of wine. And I was like, that's the way to take a walk. Yeah, having a nice time. That's my thing for you. That way you get both little quality time. Walk to something. You don't have to do a ton, but, you know, you owe it to them to be present. It's not just about your stress. And the walking will de-stress you. That's a great idea. But also, where are we at with your neighbor situation? I think she died. Somebody oh asked God. about that. I think she died. <laughs> I don't know if it's in my questions today, but someone was like, hey, follow up on the neighbor." Talk about the bitch nurse? Yeah. yeah the yeah. old lady that she takes care of. The nurse. I'll take either one. The nurse, I— Do you I, think she's dead? The nurse? No. No. Unfortunately. The lady? I just saw them there when I was at your house on Saturday. The nurse. I saw a kid that was, like, older than the other kids I've I saw seen. a bunch of kids there the other day. And so I'm like, did the old lady die and the nurse is just living there temporarily? Mm. Because the Why? old lady has a male friend who has a oh, massive van. We haven't seen it. Now, I live up in a very hard, unstalkable, if you're listening, 
donkey trail. A lot of cameras. I do have a lot of cameras. A lot of cameras. This morning, I was like, I can't figure any of these out. Why did I buy so many? But a lot of cameras. A lot of private security. But I know how to figure them out. So just because Eliza doesn't doesn't mean we don't know what's happening. Yeah, we promise they're working. Anyways, this guy's got a big van. He always parks it. It's really... uh, conspicuous, and it's really precariously parked so that it always looks like it's about to fall down a hill. Yeah. Haven't seen the van in quite some Maybe time. Maybe he was gone for the holiday. Or they had a falling out, and then she died. Oh. I just find it odd. I understand being older, but, like, I used to see her out for her, like, daily walk. I don't see her <laughs> Yeah, anymore. I haven't seen her in a little bit. Okay, I'm going to have to keep an eye out. We're keep she eye- took a bunch of walks. She's in a better mood. Now she's just being productive up in the office. Well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Ready. Or it was a my girl situation, and you know and she's filled with bee stings, like in Wicker Man. Oh yeah, Your rubbing her hair girl. on some pumpkin spice. Or whatever happened. I think it that was my girl happen. too. Was it my girl too? Did they make a my? It girl was my girl too? also. There was also a my girl. girl. <laughs> there was a my girl too. It was my girl as well. What a fun movie podcast. <laughs> like that's all I'm talking about. So that's the update. Is I've never got. I can't. I dream of the day I get to pay back that one shitty interaction with that nurse, and then I'll do it and I'll feel bad. Uh, but she was a real bitch. I don't use that word a lot. She was a real B, real C sharp. I know, I'm... We'll see. I don't know. I think that lady's dead. There's always, no matter, the nicer neighborhood you move into, the more shit you have to deal with. We have a street at the end of the block. Uh, The woman who lived there did die, and now, like, fucking monsters just rent it out for parties that get shut down all the time. And I'm like, this is cool. This is what I want to deal with, just hearing fucking kid music. (laughs) Young people. It was like they threw a party on the 4th of July and it was like all these like rappers and then there's like a ton of thick white girls. And they were all, I don't care your color, I care that you're like 23 and you're a piece of shit. There was like all just kids outside and I was just like, okay, I have a mortgage and you guys look like walking liabilities. Yeah. Yeah, last week when I was driving, there was just a like very tall, very skinny white girl just standing in the road like, huh, what's that? And I was like, ugh. You're here to see. You don't live here. You look confused and You're here scared. For, to be a video hoe yeah. in a rented, sub-rented Airbnb property. Ugh. Get your life right. Next question. Chandler underscore wits. Hi, Eliza. My dream is to work in the entertainment industry as either a writer, producer, or director. Hopefully a combination of the three at some point. I'm don't not sure. Don't write to me if you're 23. Like, oh, responsibility. <laughs> These kids look like garbage. I'm not sure if I should finish my bachelor's degree or if I should just pack up and move to L.A. Do you have any advice on how to get started and how to stand out in such a competitive industry? Okay, Chandler, I looked you up because I thought you were a boy. Uh, You're a girl. Cute girl. Um, I also looked at your Instagram profile and said you're a film junkie. I went to film school, and uh, it's a useless degree. If you went to, like, USC or NYU, that's, like, a little bit different. But for the most part, it's one of those autodidactic things where, like, like Emily here did not go to film school but knows so much about movies. Having a film degree really is what you make it. Having a bachelor's degree, though, while I appreciate we live in the time of YouTubers and influencers and all of these things that require that all you do is, like, speak your truth, hashtag, swipe up. A bachelor's degree will open up worlds for you that will be closed if you do not have it. God forbid plan A doesn't work out and you just need a temporary job. You cannot get an entry-level job without a bachelor's degree. Well, and uh, it's the best time to meet people and you don't know who you're going to meet. Like my first job in L.A., I met the a person who worked IT at the company when I was in college, not for anything having to do with entertainment in Georgia. And then an entertainment company came. To talk about something else. You don't you're gonna meet people. You and don't know that's gonna enough. help you. 
You'll be 21 when you're done. I looked at your thing. I know that you went to community college, so I don't know if you're transferring to a four-year college. I don't know how far along you are. I know that you just made dean's list. Congratulations. I went to, where did you get all I this? I looked at her Instagram. You went deep on this lady. I went deep. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you've got this one mole. We need to talk about it. This is the right time to go to college. Just finish it. It seems like you're probably halfway through or well on your way. Finish it. Try to transfer if you want to, you know, to the city you want to live in. But you have plenty of time when you get here. And that's something people love to say to young people, like, you have plenty of time. And it's like, at a certain point, you don't. But you do. Get that degree because you don't want to be delivering Postmates. Is that one of our sponsors? No, someone brought me a Postmates and it was the other a different person's food from a different restaurant. She goes, well, I gave your food to the other people, so you may as well keep this. And what I was, was like, it? did you eat it? Was it good? No, because it was right after the earthquake and I felt so <sighs> sick and nervous. That should and be so an I option. Eat. Yeah, that should be an option. Well, and there was food no swap. option yeah, in Postmates roulette. to like complain. So I had to go. I just I better get my twenty one dollars back. That was a lot of money. I was going to treat myself. You know you always get the same thing when you go to any restaurant. So yeah. it'd be nice to have somebody switch it up for you. No, right. this was do. from a Forced different restaurant. Variety. Yeah. Okay. You'll find your new favorite noodle. But Chandler, don't do that because then you're a girl with a half a degree. You've if you have okay, if you don't have the degree, if you have the degree, every door is open. If you don't have the degree, half those doors are closed. Wouldn't you rather have the option of as many opportunities as possible? Yeah. Finish that degree. You don't want to be twenty and like running around here like pretending to be a big shot. Right. It's Good not enough. like if you come out here at 18, 20, whatever, people will be like, oh, cool, so advanced. They'll be like, oh, you're so young. And Get by away. the way, it doesn't seem like what you want to do is be like a pop singer or a model or an actress. Right. Which are like young people like, oh, you're 15, you're too old now. So get your education, get a foundation. I mean, what I would maybe look into is if you get a bachelor's degree somewhere like here, like in L.A. That's what I just said. <laughs> Either transfer or come out in the summers. Do internships. Yeah. Have your school place you somewhere in the internship. You've got plenty of time. Finish school. Don't be a monster. Female comic shames those without degrees. I'm saying if you have the option of that, that way you come out of school and you're like guaranteed to be making like 50 grand minimum, 40 grand minimum. No, you're not. In an office job. I made 40 grand when I was an assistant. It Entertainment especially now is different. I mean, it's I'm not hard. talking about entertainment. I'm talking about if you just need a job. Oh, you're just like an like administrative a- position. You you are ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying, just to create options for yourself. All right. You will have all of your administrative options plus creative ones where if you don't finish college, you'll just have, like, waitressing, which is fine, too. But it's exhausting. Next question. Reinvent. Thoughts on the anti-Semitism Gal Gadot recently addressed that she received. So you asked me if my thoughts on the anti-Semitism or my thoughts on her addressing guess, anti-Semitism. Let's just talk about Gal Gal Gadot. I'm sorry. Gal Gadot. I do it wrong every time. I think it's Gal Gadot. I think it's Gadot. I think I thought it was Gadot and I was wrong. Look, she it's Gal. Is, let's call her Gal. Okay. Wonder she's Woman. What Israeli. So you're going to have a different perspective when you're like from the country than like an American Israel supporter would. At the end of the day, what I think she was saying is just, I'm going to stand up for being what I am. She brings up that she's Israeli, which is a really uh, divisive thing, country, concept, subject. You're not wrong to stand up for who you are, where you're from. Her perspective is different. She was in the army. I'm sure she's seen things that other people don't. Whether you're pro-Israel, anti-Israel, I can never fault someone for standing up for who they are and where they come from. And that's it. She's not saying she hates Palestinians. She's not saying she hates non-Jews. She's just like, this is what I am. And I think when you are 
part of a group that's persecuted. A lot of people don't like Israel. A lot of people don't like Jews. And I, a lot of times, bring up that I'm Jewish just to show, like, hey, I'm not afraid. I'm not going to, and that's a thing. The New York Times, they consistently write articles about Jews that are opting to not wear their kippahs in public or to not say that they're Jewish, which is really a form of suppression. If you're like, okay, I won't just so no one hurts me. It's important if you can, if it's not threatening, to keep saying, you know, to keep putting out there your blackness, your Latino-ness, your Judaism, your religion, what you are, and leading with it to say, I'm not afraid of it. I welcome your questions and a debate, but I'm not going to silence it just because you don't like that I exist. That's what I get from that. That being said, I had a whole bit about being Jewish that I took out of my special. It was like too aggressive. My mom was like, please don't put it in. <laughs> oh, no. But it depends. Right. The right, fact that I am place. Jewish is enough to, like, make people angry. And that therein lies the reason I say that I'm Jewish. Without putting any beliefs on anyone doing anything, people have a problem with it. So you have to keep saying it. Ask any young black woman. She'll agree with me. Like, they're, like blackness bothers people. So they're like, that's why I'm unabashed about it. You have to keep doing it until it's normalized. Female comic associates herself with black women, upsets white women, upsets white liberals. I'm right. You guys don't know. You're just like two regular white people with pets that are alive. (laughs) Well, we would love for Gal to come on our podcast. Yeah, Gal Gadot, uh, buddies with, um, with your friend who wrote the first Wonder Woman, so hook it up. Hook it up. I could really do without the silences, like the deafening silences between these questions. I It makes me feel like my answer was wrong. No, here's the thing. Every time you move, this shakes a little, and oh. I'm very scared there's another earthquake. There's not another earthquake. <laughs> I'm very scared. Can I tell you something? This is going to be so graphic. I was in the Magic Mike show in Las Vegas when that second earthquake <laughs> hit, and I was like, is that my body? You just thought it was an encore I or something. it was my loins. It was was a, it good? Give us a review. I thought it was a 7.7 earthquake rocking 7.1. California, Nevada. That's gnarly. You guys felt it out there. In the showroom in a casino. Yeah. Like be- embedded in male skin. Uh, endorsement for Magic Mike. It was excellent. It's at the the Hard Rock Magic Mike. It's at Mike, the Hard Rock. Uh, XL Magic Mike Live. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's The story is great. The narrative. <laughs> the agenda. This isn't like just dudes, dicks. It was really well done. Uh, Chelsea, the host... I don't know if she's always the host. I think she's always the host. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was outstanding. That's nice. That ties it together. It was great. There were men there who were having fun. Like, it was just great. Yeah, yeah Vegas the, shows are good. Yeah, and that those dudes were talented. It wasn't like, oh, they're just hot. So The fact that you brought up the narrative. Yeah, that was a big part of it. That's and crazy. They were like, they're trained dancers. They're not exotic dancers. They're like real dancers that dance like, you know, on yeah. real tours. So hot. It was great. I yeah. had a great time. Lost my voice. That oh was my cool. god! Yeah, when I looked, it checked in on you on your Instagram stories, and you were just screaming. Oh my god! And here's how you know it was great. I bought all the stuff. I bought the sweatpants, the Magic Mike sweatshirt. Michelle bought the shorts. I kept the shorts. I got the whole outfit. I wanted to ask because you rolled in with that Magic Mike fanny pack, and I thought well, that needs a question. <laughs> fanny pack, <laughs> neck brace, my neck brace. Oh god! It was great. All right, Thumbs well, up, good. Buttercup. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can I tell you the grossest thing? Have you ever done this, Scott? We were getting ready to come here, and I was eating. And I was eating, and then I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. But I was so hungry that I was shoving food in, waiting to see, like, if I could get to, like, DEFCON 1 in terms of having to go to the bathroom. Oh, God. So, like, the bathroom was building up, but I kept eating. building up. 
Is that gross? Have you ever been like at the table? You're like, this is so delicious, but I have to like dump out. It's always a timing situation, isn't it? You gotta get it in when you can. <laughs> oh, so I was like, I can't do this anymore, and I had to excuse myself. But then I came back, and you were like, you're gonna dive back into that soup, and I was like, I went right back into it yeah. immediately. Got to fill up that tank. Take it. Take a little in a cup with you on the way. <laughs> Toilet eating—that's a whole other level. Do you that's, do, all, that's where I thought you were going with it. For no, sure. is draw. that where you draw the line? The line is right outside the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you should bring the food in the bathroom. Yeah. You can drink, bring a drink into the bathroom. Why drink and not food? Because you're at a bar and you don't want to like leave it so some dude doesn't roof you. Oh, but in your home, I'm talking about. Or you bring the toilet into the kitchen. Like yeah, a, pee like in the sink like studio. a gentleman. <laughs> Geo underscore cruise 89. Hi, Eliza. One, sorry for the underscore in my username, too. So here's my conundrum. I'm 30, and I'm pretty happy in all areas in my life, except in the romance department. The last few guys I talked to or made plans to go on a date with have just up and ghosted me. Recently, I started talking to a guy who's 15 years older than me, which is fine. He has five kids raging from ages 25 to 16. No. I have no issue with the no. fact that he has children. However, I am worried. Who goes 25 to 16 you got to be nicer to our listeners. They're scared to ask us questions. That's not true. Did they confide that in you? No, they're not. You're just scared they've, of an earthquake. They've confided it. I am really scared. Ooh, However, table I am more. That's why I keep looking over with glazed eyes. I'm trying to assess. You can't live like What's this. happening. Can I say I something comforting? Yeah, can I finish? In a natural disaster, you'll be the first to go. I like. I just want you to know you'll go out quickly. Don't care about that. It's I gotta, yeah. Is that fun having a pet? That's like a lot. That's right. Uh, I paused right. on that one. Okay. However, I am worried that if we do end up dating, my friends and family won't be so receptive to the idea. Any advice on how to deal with this situation? Thanks. Love your podcast. How so old let's are answer you? this nicely. Thirty. Is it girl or a boy? Oh, I don't know. Geo. Geo underscore cruise underscore cruise. Well, let's I know see. that you're Latino. I know that you enjoy traveling. 89, born in 1989. That's what that means. Uh, it's a man. Cop. It's a man. Oh, that's different. I got to be honest, Wait, Gio. no. Okay. I don't, you know what? I don't see gender. I don't care what you are. It must be a girl. I don't know. Maybe. 89, you're probably born in 1989. Okay. This or it's is a girl. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I dude. don't know. I can't tell. Okay, honestly, it doesn't There's matter. There's a lot of pictures of different people. You don't want to date someone who's 15 years older with four kids. That's it. And you're saying that the romance department is lacking uh, and people have ghosted. So what it is, and people do this when they're single, they're like, oh, I've had all these bad experiences. I'll just take what I can get. And of course, someone who's 15 years older who automatically sees you as jailbait with four kids is Hurry. like, hey, I'll take you. You don't want that. That is so much to deal with. People will ostracize you. His family will never accept you. Done. You it, are not undateable. You just had a bad streak. It's a lot to overcome. Not necessarily the age thing, but the kids, kids thing is Ugh. such different life stages yeah. that it's like, is that? No. You want to raise a 16-year-old? You want to uh, be like fucking and he's like, sorry, Chelsea's calling. I just said Chelsea. I just said, sorry, Madison's calling. Well, you're five no. years older than one of the kids. Like, it, yeah. it, you have a you have a lot working against you. If you are truly, truly, truly in love, okay. You're but you're but not. if you're not, you're not sure, this might not be oh, worth the they're effort. They're 30. Yeah. Here. Oh, okay. I told you he's 30. Person's 45. That's not huge. If it was a single 45-year-old. Right. It wouldn't be huge. Five kids, hard pass, and you got to deal with the ex. No, 
Yeah. You can't do a romantic getaway. It's like, oh, well, no, Tansy's getting her nursing degree. We got to go to Shoney's for the dinner. Now, Don't. There is the the off chance that maybe you wanted kids but didn't want to have them. Maybe you get along so well with all these kids. And if all those things work out, that's phenomenal. What yeah. a great situation. But no. it, probably that's not the case. Also, you wanted kids meaning you wanted a baby, not I want a grown-ass man. Like Maybe you just want someone. 26-year-old. That's not what I meant when I wanted kids. But then you know when you're, they have to put you in the, take care of you when you're old. Okay, if you want your own Von Trapp situation, great. Mm -hmm. Pass, move on. Start a family band. This person has very low standards given that they have five children, are 45, and divorced. All three of those things combined. Oh, well, no. Okay, hey. What? People are divorced. They have kids. Leave them alone. Uh, No, not saying that. I'm saying those three things combined. It's a lot. You're working against a lot. And they want to go with another age-appropriate person or even another person with kids, but you're just this, like, fancy-free single person, and they're like, sure, let me— Put this on. Just move on. It's a lot. Move on. All right. If you're offended by all that, you're wrong. Right. I mean, that's you listen to this podcast for a certain perspective on things, and that yeah. would be so, Eliza's perspective. Quit sending that hate mail to my garbage and or recycling because that's where it goes. No, they send it to the iTunes comments. If you guys want to leave a nice <laughs> iTunes comment, would love it. Five, love five, five star stars. Yeah. Say what Help you love. Out. Okay. Help out with the stone soup. Schmitty1987. Says, hi, Eliza and Emily. Just want to say I love Emily. She's my spirit animal. My question has to do with the top and the bottom of the cob. What is the top of the cob? Best day of your life. Bottom of the cob. Worst day of your life. Thought we should do this now because I know what the worst day of your life is. Worst day of my life. uh, When I found out I didn't get into USC. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) We'll get get this one done. It was pretty pretty horrible. That's worst. Yep, yep, yep. I'm okay to talk about it. Well, no, I know, but, but we... With this episode, we've we've brought up we've it's the first it. one back, so I thought this would be I a good episode. A to... I get a lot of great. I'm, I know I'm supposed to say the day I married my husband. There's no mm. such thing as a best day. So many good. Did, are there any that stand out to you just immediately? I had this one really good day where like I found this really good top and I had like a really nice lunch. I've got a lot. That's of That's a nice days. day. You had a great time in Vegas. You had a... Yeah, I. You know what? I got to be honest. When I read this question, I thought it was a question to you, and I stopped reading it halfway through. I was like, "Oh, this will be fun. Give Emily attention." Now I'm on the spot. This is up there with like five people you'd have dinner with. Who's the crazy person that's like, "Here's my one good day. I remember it. It was the best day. The day I was snatched at a carnival. No, meant to eat cold rabbit. Well, and it's hard because you don't know Next if it's question. a best day until later. I get all kinds of good days, and frame of mind really helps. Netflix taping days are always great days. Yeah. I mean, I've had really perfect dates. I've had really nice—I had a great first date with my husband. I was wearing cutoff shorts, and I wasn't insecure about how pale I was. It was great. So I don't have it. Emily, do you have a worst day? A worst day? Oh, God. I don't know. I need you to think of these things before. I didn't think about this one. Well, no, but I do just think of the miscongeniality joke where they're like, what's the perfect date? And she says, April 25th, it's not too hot and it's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. That's really funny. So good. Moving on. I have your answer. The best day is the day that I got you. Ah, that was a really stressful day. Because I put a clock on it. I was like, do you want this job? Let me know by noon. I'll be at this cafe. But it began a tenure. It began a career of servitude. Yeah. All right. You know what? You're giving me beady eyes, and I don't need beady that. Beady eyes. Give me beady eyes. All right. Can you not sound so resigned? 
people are in their cars. They got to pee. They're listening to the last bit. Of, and you're like, okay, low blood pressure brought to you by low blood pressure. <laughs> Would you say that one time? You yurtle the turtle voice. You yurtle the turtle voice. So funny. Quit yurtling. Get some pep in that pump. Get some nip in that dip. Get some pip in your nips. I'm so tired. I saw your feet the other day, and they were very normal, but it's like the most of your body. I've never seen your legs. I didn't know you were going to be looking down in the wheel well. Yeah, well, that's not a wheel well. Keeping at them. I was looking. I saw your feet in the socks. I think you're one ice-cold Coke away from the best day of your life. There you go. You had a donut. You had a whole donut. So where's that sugar? It's just feeling that tude. Sugar can feel better. I was awake from 3 to 5 a.m. Okay, I don't Teddy know. dot red dot Do you dog. need like a week off? No, it's okay. not it's not work. I'm Quick very complaint. scared about dying in an earthquake. Okay. Teddy well, dot red dog, dot dog. My dog actually is dead. So. Yeah, now you don't have to worry about her in an earthquake. Whoa, you thought for a second you're like, should I say this? Scathing harpoon of a comeback. It's <laughs> <laughs> a comeback. My Coca-Cola heart. <laughs> my chicken tender spleen. My cotton candy lungs. I posted about milk on my Instagram story. And cool. a few people were like, you, not milk, you mean Coke. Like, it's a milk. real brand now. Okay. Coke should sponsor me. Coke? Hello. Teddy.red.dog. <laughs> when recording the jingles, uh, the AIA theme, Top of the Cob, were they improvised and done in one take and you slam the table shouting gold? I ask because I find myself singing them at random during the day. Love you. Love the show. Yes. Scott can attest to oh, it. Oh, yes. It was a one take. Not wonder, because I consistently deliver. <laughs> But ask Eliza anything, and I am not musically gifted, but I am very smart. Top of the cob, you said, I want to do something like this. You sang that thing, and I said, I got it. I took that home, and I put the little... Leprechaun lyric. The little, music. whatever the music is behind it, I wrote that behind it. Non specifically Irish, but yeah. it was. Yeah, whatever it was. You did. And that was, that's what you listen to today, people. That's now what I you'll wonder, hear in a few minutes. Scott, so I so with Top of the Cob, I made it up, and then Scott put music to it, so I didn't have the melody. But I also wonder if that, like, I don't think that's something that already existed. No, like, Scott I, it's not made like, it up. It's not like, row, 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 your Yeah, boat. no, no, I tuned it slightly, but what oh, you, you wrote, I, okay. well, I mean, I just want to make sure it was right, but um, I didn't step on it too much. But no, I just put the little thing behind specifically exactly yes. what you sang the one time. That was and, it. Then with Ask Eliza, yeah, the one time, and then with Ask Eliza Anything, you had the beat, and I just freestyled over it once, mm. and that's why, fun fact, at the end, I'm singing, and then I, I'm like, uh, you got the answers, I go, your answers, you got it, I'll tell you anything, and I messed up, because everything had been perfect, and that's why I was like, help, help me, yeah. I just went that way. I, I knew just the timing it. on that a little bit, but yeah. Okay. And then you refused to do it again, and here we are. And it's really good, and it's in your heads all the time. People love it or they hate it. My mother does not like it. She goes, I don't like when it's like, ask me. She doesn't like that. And I was like, okay, well, I do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll change everything else, mom, but that stays. <laughs> ask me. Oh. Oh. Nut crunch. It's good. One of the easier oh. artists I've ever worked with. Thank oh. you. Not the easiest. So I heard that. I felt that barb. <laughs> Underscore C Jam. I need more updates on the turtle that you basically saved. Yes, I did basically save a turtle, a Bahamian turtle. When you were on vacation. Sad on vacation, but also celebrating my mom's legacy. I took time to save this turtle. And to answer your question, I 
DM'd the guy that I was with who owned the bar where I was having a drink and ran down there. And I said, how's the turtle? People need to know. He said, good. He said, as far as I know, she's good. So we know it's a she. I may stop by in the morning and have a quick peek. I'll get you a picture and tag you. And I said, do it, fucker. Do it now. No, I said, yes, thank you. And then he told me that my special was funny. I was like, I know. Uh, so she's doing good. She's doing well. Quick recap for those of us that don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah. Don't know what I'm talking about. While I was on my Bahamian vacation taking, I'm sorry, not Bahamian. Wow. Bermudian. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. You kept saying Bahamas. And I was oh, like, my yeah. God. I'm going to get a letter. Oh, I'm going to get a tropical letter. Bermuda. Oh, my God. That's you can get a letter Bermuda, with a little umbrella Bahama. in it. I'm going to get a, letter, a tropical letter with angry white people who have vacationed there and feel a connection to the land. Boys. Oh, my God. Bermudian, Bermudian, Bermudian. Do you know that if you're from Barbados, you're Bayesian, not Barbadian? I thought that was like a slang. I didn't know that was the actual word. I don't know. Someone told me that. Okay, so okay. I was there. I found this really cute bar. I went and had a drink with my mom, and I was looking over out at the harbor, as you do, and I saw this turtle. I was like, look, a turtle. And there was something in the back of my head that was like, something doesn't feel right, but I don't know. And so I pointed it out to the guy we were talking to, and he goes, oh, is that Mr. T, this turtle that's always there? And he goes, wait, that's not Mr. T. That, and I, I remember thinking, it's weird that that turtle's alone and swimming so near a harbor dock. He wasn't near the beach. You never see a sea turtle. Like, in, it was just weird. And he goes, something's not right. And he went down there. The turtle, and it, I was like, that's not a very normal, it was like kind of white. And I was like, that's not, they don't look that white. It was and very they, white. they fished it out. And he was like covered in what I'm calling grayscale, but some sort of uh, turtle disease mm-hmm. where they get covered in this like lichen. And it, like, consumes the turtle, and they saved it, and they brought it to the aquarium. And they said it had 50-50 chance, and they said it's doing well now. Nice. So I just saw it. I didn't really, you know, he went down there, jumped into action. But shout out to Stefan uh, of the Birdcage Bar in Bermuda for stepping into action. Stefan into action. Yeah. (laughs) Stefan Turtle. Cover band for Steppenwolf. (laughs) Stefan Turtle. Bermuda, Bermuda, Bermuda. Okay? Sorry I said Bahamian. Give me a break. How many people mispronounce Schlesinger? I don't call you anti-Semites. Yeah, so give me a break. Stacy underscore Liz underscore. All I want to know is if you had to relive any classic chick flick. I could go back and edit that, but I'm not. I own my mistakes. (laughs) All right? This is the society we have to live in. Don't write me a a beautiful postcard from the Bahamas. (laughs) Or Bermuda. Or Bermuda. Wait, where was I? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't write me a Belgian postcard. Go ahead. Stacy underscore Liz underscore. All I want to know is if you had to relive any classic chick flick, which one would you each choose? Heather's Mean Girls, Pretty Woman, etc. Also, can we please have an update on Neighbor? Oh, yeah. So we gave the update on The Neighbor. Yeah, she, I'm pretty oh, sure. you're and, welcome, yeah. Um, I, you can't say Heather's because there's a school shooting in it. And, like, people will just have your head. So there goes this classic piece of American cinema that is very topical commentary for, about bullying. But do you want to live in that? No. Uh, right. Yeah. It's you know what? what? You I like in. Winona Ryder's vibe in it. So and she's dating this like, mysterious, like hot dude. Um, yeah. Say live in it. 10 Things I Hate About You, fun fact, takes place at Padua High School, which is also the city in Taming of the Shrew. The whole thing is Taming of the Shrew, mm-hmm. the Shakespearean play. Uh, they go to a beautiful high school that's like on a cliff. And there's like a hot dude and you give him attitude and then you get together. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Shout my, out to Alex Mack. I, yes. Yeah. But I didn't want Julia Lisa Stiles' Olenek. eyebrows yes. in that. Were they very um, thin? Yeah. That was her general thing. So maybe Romy and Michelle just because 
You get to be with your best friend on a road trip. And then you have a store and you fold scarves. Let's fold scarves. Okay. But then you're like kind of indentured to like Alan Cummings was like not that hot, but they tried to pass him off as hot. And, there's and she like definitely fucks him a little bit. Him. Yeah, but like she's not in him. Um, they also were not unattractive girls. <clears throat> they're like, oh, what dorks? And it's like, yeah, Mira Sorvino, what a hog. I mean, and they're both so incredibly intelligent. Yeah. So, okay, that's, I mean, those are movies I like. Legally Blonde, because she becomes a lawyer and she does it her way. And yeah. her dog's alive. She has wonderful friendships. Mm -hmm. In the second one, they, like, march on Washington to change a law about dogs. Yeah, I love Reese Witherspoon. What's your answer? And don't say Broke Down Palace, because it's not a chick flick. <laughs> Why would I say Broke Down Palace? Uh, Miss Congeniality, obviously, obviously, would be number one. We are already living in America's sweethearts. You and I? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones is, like, this famous person, and Julia Roberts is her sister slash assistant. Oh, I was thinking of the sweetest thing. Uh, we definitely aren't that. With but I would be Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. And Cameron Christina Diaz. Applegate. I love Christina Applegate, but I would be Cameron Diaz because she's taller. We No, then we got to do that swan scene. We're wear, not doing that. Wear more clothes. They just lay better. Next <laughs> question. that tall. I want her to come back. Cameron Diaz. Scott, she retired. What chick flick would you love for uh, I'd have to see a list. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, no, what let's about just move on. 13 yeah. going on 30? No, yeah, let's sure. well, Princess isn't that a, Diaries. Is that a switch? You switched to it's a older switch age. Movie. Do you want to go to you 20 years from now and then go back and no? Fuck no. No, I think I'd be disgusted on both switches. <laughs> Can I just say something? That's fair. Can I just say something? What? You were like giving me options and you go 13 going on 30 and I go, I didn't see it. And you gasped. <laughs> but may I remind you, fellows, that... Our movie aficionado Emily here has not seen Schindler's List. So uh, gasp away, but like you're missing a classic piece of American storytelling. Wait, because well, it's not really American. Like he is, but the, it doesn't take place in America the yet. Mo <laughs> the most recent movies I've watched. I no, don't. This is not your podcast. It's not for the podcast. Next I'm question, I or you're fired. Okay. Move on. I hate hypotheticals like this. Why do you hate... If you could live in the color what? blue, but it was green, you know when would is? you have a chicken? It's time for Top of the Cop. Already? You were just waking we're up. we're going to do the next one. Well, Bobby, we're just getting started. Oh, I love you, Ken. <laughs> it's from Aqua. Hit it. It's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cop. Fully improvised. Fully electric. Fully realized. Oh. Uh, this is thematic, and I will tell you that my top of the cob, I mean, obviously my bottom of the cob is my heartbeat being gone, my special lamb, my well potato, my, lady, my little lady lip, my stinky lamb body woman. Uh, my heart is forever broken, and I love you so much, and I think about you every minute of every day, and sometimes I look for you and you're not there. That being said, top of the cob, uh, as top as something like this can be, uh, seeing the genuine outpour of love and emotion for my dog Blanche, the most special woman in the world who I love so much, and kind of in a moment where I'm feeling, or many moments, so sad, and I think as a human you should remember this, knowing that that love is accessible and it is out there. You can be sad, you can retreat inward, but knowing that there were that many people there who were ready to be there for me, something as little as sending a text to writing a post to making a gift to posting a picture of her, seeing how many people, you see she touched, it's not like the dog cured cancer, but seeing how many people enjoyed her and experienced her and were just as enchanted with her as I was, that was really touching to see, I guess, her legacy 
And I think as humans, we always want to know, like, do I exist? Did I exist? Did I matter? And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, Blanche Schlesinger existed. She mattered the most, and she will be in our hearts forever. Even when she has left the hearts of others, she will always be in mine. I love you so much. That's my top of the cob. Beat that. Oh, boy. Well, my bottom is the earthquakes. I'm very scared all the time now. Oh, my God. Do you need to go to therapy? Because I don't want to deal with this. Do you need to go to therapy? I don't know. What do you think is going to uh, happen? Do you want to take your cat to work? No. It's your, I don't want to be at your house in these earthquakes. No, You're definitely die not. die in there. Uh-huh. But you could bring your cat in a cage. I already plotted what me and Mimi were going to do if something happened. Mimi is our housekeeper, not her cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, your... Okay, fine. Good my, to have an evac plan, though. Well, my plan is to go under get that the evac table. Plan. We're not getting out of there. There's no getting out of Eliza's house. We have an earthquake kit now. Scott, what's your... Okay, I, well, we my bottom. Okay, my, that was okay. My bottom, and now my What's top. A swift death. <laughs> my top is that uh, my mechanic is like really nice, and you don't always know what people are telling you if it's the truth. And I was worried about something, and I went in, and he looked at it, and he fixed it. He didn't charge me, and that was I nice. think you're a car hypochondriac. Here's why: you drive a Honda Civic just like I do. And you're always bringing your car in. How often do you drive your car? Today. I was talking to my dad I drove about it today. This. I was like, Dad, why does my car have more problems than yours? And he's like, because you drive every single day all the time. Eliza, I'm driving you, and then I'm sitting with it running so that I have air conditioning so I don't <gasps> die. I'm putting in a lot of miles. My car is like 150,000 miles. I don't know what it's that means. It's from 2006. Is that a lot? Yeah. Okay. Well- it's 13 years old. You've got a real tood right now. You're <laughs> like you're mad at me. Because you're coming at me. Th- you'll know when I'm coming at you. About my top of the cob. Hey, sit down. <laughs> Quit hitting me. Ow. <laughs> Which is that my mechanic is very nice and accommodating, but I don't feel like he's like trying to pull one over on me. He definitely is. He's telling you your car's broken all the time. When I it's mean, not. it's not though. Like when I went in, he was like, "No, this, let me do this one little thing. You're fine." I feel you like the grandpa that went to war. I'm like, rub some dirt on it. Don't get hard for the wrong woman, for the wrong skirt. You have a newer car, and you don't drive it ever. Hardly. I drive it all the time. No, you don't. Wow, what a fun podcast. We've had to, me. we've had to, the batteries died because it's just sat in there for That's so long. never happened. This that is the happened worst once. version of Car Talk. That Scott? happened once. Scott. Top. I'm letting Emily go. This is your notice. Are you done with your, your t- argument there? Whoa. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's my bottom is when people combine words like that. You bottom. <laughs> Top would be a nice cold glass of chocolate milk. Yes. Oh, the two of you just in cahoots behind my back? Yes. Yes. That's disgusting. Chocolate. That's such now, a good drink. Is it, are you mixing it yourself with a syrup? I'll tell you, more pre-made? specifically, how about Ovaltine? Oh. No. Yes, I love Ovaltine. There we go. That's I, I like, gained a cruise member and lost one. There. Yeah, what happened? you're evening out. I love malt. No. Yes. I, so I love Ovaltine, Hershey's which is not nutritious. Syrup. Oh, it's full of uh, nutrients and vitamins. It's <laughs> Vitamin just what K. your body needs. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it makes me the Christmas story. Liptide. Taurine. Liptide. Peptar. No, peptar. Zipatron. That's the vitamin you're missing. Yeah. Ziptron. Love Ovaltine. Bottom Good. of the cob. Um, I'll make it a dog one because I have other ones. I thought we already did them because you did yours. Oh, she died. Okay, well, also it's like feeling like a dogless creep. Like, I feel like I'm the mother that lost her child, so I go to the park to watch other children. And every time I've tried to engage with a dog since her passing, the dog's just not into me. One of my friends came over, brought their dog. Dog took a dump downstairs and then peed on my curtains. (laughs) And I keep trying to, like, connect with these animals. And they're like, oh, that's just Mitzi. She can't look anyone in the eye. Like, 
I, we tried to save that dog today. It already had an owner. Like, I cannot get FaceTime with a dog. you got to get your hands on Spanky. I don't know what that means. Is that he, sounds like masturbating. He's wandering your streets. Oh, that dog that everyone's looking for? No. The one that says do not chase? No, 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 no. He's just, I see him every single day. Oh, with an owner. Yes. I'm trying to get some dog. The closest I came, my brother has this pit mix, which in general, when it's a large dog, I'm like very like, all right, I'll give you your space. But what was your problem with the dog? He had a raw butthole. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he had like an external butthole. So it was like raw <laughs> butthole. Rob, welcome back. And that is Scott? the bottom of the cob. Scott's bottom? I, I can't follow that. Scott's raw butthole? Yeah, no, raw butthole is terrible. don't say that. Raw butthole this weekend of the Palladium. <laughs> you guys, those are the Blanche thoughts. Uh, I love her so much. I think about her all the time. Don't think, don't think I'm sleeping on the concept of my dog, but hopefully I've answered it. And there is no silver lining, but she had a great life. Oh, that was my other bottom of the cob. Somebody the other day. Meaning well, it's interesting to see how people mourn private. Like, everybody has their thing. A lot of people send me that Rainbow Bridge poem. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, that does nothing for me. Wrote schmaltzy things that a lot of people turn to. Uh, The parody, not parody, but the poem or the saying about how grief is like a shipwreck oddly worked for me. How it, like, waves keep crashing over you and then there's fewer and fewer and you can grab onto more things, whatever. The Rainbow Bridge does nothing for me. They're like, she's waiting for you. I'm like, now I'm anxious that I'm going to be late in 80 years to meet my dog. I wrote a bit about it, whatever. Rainbow Bridge does nothing for me. And this girl the other day was like, I'm so, and she meant so well. She was like, oh, now Jesus has another dog. I'm like, he better not. That is not my belief. Hands off, JC. Hands off, JC. This one's mine. He can play with her. That's fine. But, like, that's not, like, a comforting thing to me. Play. I was like, check the last name on the profile. <laughs> Blanche doesn't want to play. She just wants to be loved and admired, which, according to the Catholic paintings, it seemed like he'd be really sweet to her because she's a baby lamb. Oh, yeah. Just holding up. <gasps> I've done many of those pictures with her. Yeah. Very holy. So merciful. You guys, go home. Kiss your pets on the mouth. Even if you got an iguana, get that million-year-old reptilian head right in your mouth. Kiss your pets and enjoy your life.